0: Welcome back to Trauma, Drama, and Life. I am your host, Kayla Taylor.
1: And I'm Ben Taylor, and we're super excited to be back here. This is episode number 10 of this season of Trauma, Drama, and Life, and we're super excited about it. As this episode comes out, this will be the 10th one, and it'll be a total of two months that we've actually been having the podcast go. Everybody's been super gracious and super amazing just writing in, letting us know how much you guys appreciate our vulnerability and talking through a lot of different things. In the matter of two months, we've had almost 8,000 plays of people just listening to a couple of the episodes. Absolutely kind of blew our minds. We were expecting people to want to know the information but we weren't really expecting it to be really crazy Maybe So like
0: expecting like 10.
1: right right <laughs> you thought like you know your family my family and like two other people you know but i uh, just want to say thank you guys so much everybody's been really gracious and um we've been able to get a lot of good feedback from everybody. So, thanks so much. We're gonna be diving into this episode on a couple different things. We're gonna touch on vulnerability, starting off with uh, a couple other things, just some life updates, and then giving you an idea of a conclusion of this season that we're gonna be posting for Trauma, Drama, and Life, and also a reboot of the season coming next year. So, wanted to give you a couple of heads up, so stick around. Anyways, as we dive in today, we're gonna be talking about the super fun topic of vulnerability. Okay. Um, One of the things that everybody loves to see in other people, but nobody loves to exemplify themselves because it's scary. You know, it's not something that I think anybody enjoys or anybody likes, but especially nobody likes when we're talking about trauma or when we're talking about narcissism. There's definitely huge aspects that vulnerability is very scary and Mm -hmm. awful. And so we had a couple people write in asking about vulnerability. So we wanted to touch base on it. And kind of first off, to bounce it over to Kayla just along the idea of being vulnerable you know before you know as as we got married and then how did vulnerability for you change you know throughout marriage throughout the stuff that I did what was your perspective vulnerability and how did it change
0: Yeah so it's really interesting because I've never been a vulnerable person like vulnerability is just like weird for me and um It's just something that's obviously very uncomfortable, and I don't – I'm not very vulnerable with a lot of people. It comes with just the trust aspect. Like, I really have to trust somebody in order for me to, like, actually, like, open up and be vulnerable. And so, in the beginning of our relationship, I – started to like test the waters with vulnerability and like kind of see where things would go and I think through dating I was a lot more vulnerable with Ben than when we got Mm -hmm. married and when the things started happening like our first year of marriage it basically started destroying all of that trust that was built like at that time he hadn't like cheated or anything but it was just the actions of if I would come to him with something and be vulnerable and he would knock it down or it would start an argument or something then in return I just wouldn't want to be vulnerable I would start to you yeah Right. I would start only like half telling something not necessarily like lying but I would I would just kind of like sum it all up in a nutshell versus being like these are my actual feelings like and I'm deeply hurt by this I would just be like yeah I'm a little frustrated because of this but it's not a big deal like I would just kind of shake it off Mm. and be on like my merry way.
1: Yeah. How do you feel it started to change and transform a little bit now? And then the one question we had goes into the idea of like, how is it changing now? But then also, what do you do or the things that you do to remind me, you know, when or if I'm not vulnerable?
0: So how it's changed now is, um, we, I mean, we've talked about this, I guess, like in our counseling sessions like a couple of weeks ago we talked about how like on a scale of like where we were vulnerability wise mm-hmm. and connectivity wise like and safety wise i think yeah safety yeah because safety <clears throat> also plays a huge part in vulnerability like if you don't feel safe with your person then you're not going to be vulnerable with them right and um we at that time were like both saying like 70ish 65-70ish percent because there is still that aspect That's still in your mind of the past hurts that have been caused in the past by cheating or the gaslighting or manipulation or whatever. And I've done a lot of work to um, be more confident in myself and knowing that this is how I feel. And if you don't like it, then that's on you as a person. That's not on me because my feelings... Like I'm allowed to have feelings in one sense and I'm allowed to be vulnerable. And if you take it, then you take it. If not, then you have to work on that yourself. Mm -hmm. And so it's getting, it has gotten a lot easier and it is getting to where sometimes it's still a little scary. um, But I still make that effort because I see consistent change within Ben and as, yeah and as far vulnerability as
1: vulnerability is always scary In yeah my book.
0: <laughs> yeah and for him it's always scary and i just try to remind him like if i know that there's something on his mind or if there's something that he's wanting to tell me or something like that i don't push because i'm like you're you're a grown man like if you want to come to me and talk to me about something i'm not going to play this like back and forth baby like tell me tell me tell me like i'm gonna say hey i'm here i'm a safe space you can tell me
1: 'Cause that's what I wanted early on too, is I right. wanted you to I wanted you to chase so that I could feel better about myself. Right. And the stuff that I was feeling of like, chase after me and then you chase after me and I'd be like, Go away you know? Right.
0: Like, and like, it would be like this back and forth of like, Okay, well I did chase after you, but you're still not telling me, so what's the point of me wasting wasting quote-unquote my time
1: so you didn't chase long enough i like, was like the thought process <laughs> of like you gave up after 30 times i meant to you were supposed to go 34 times you know
0: and so it just became yeah. this like childish game and um in mm. the end like so now i just tell him hey if you want to say if you want to tell me something then i'm here i'm not going to force you to tell me it's on you to in one sense, like, have the courage to come to me and talk to me about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, some of that's scary too, just because of the fact of like, uh, I think, like, first off, the, the like, we we're around like 60, 70% or whatever, whenever we were mm-hmm. talking to our counselor, and that has changed from, you know, oh, early yeah, that, on, yeah. those early scores were what, like,
0: five percent.
1: Yeah. like They were very, very low. And so, like, the fact of it changing as much as what it has, I think, is. Pretty crazy and incredible. And like even we've been surprised along the path and along the journey of like seeing more aspects of being vulnerable and some of those aspects of getting it broken down even in my mind to understand that sometimes I was fearing an outcome that wasn't even going to happen. But because I was projecting something onto you, I was like, I can't be vulnerable because you're going to respond this way when in reality you wouldn't have responded that way. But I didn't know. I was just, mm-hmm. I had my mind made up of how you're going to respond anyways right so that was definitely like a big part of it i think for me a big aspect of vulnerability i mean vulnerability is terrifying i normally call it like honesty 2.0 like it's like you have to be honest you know past and present and then you have to be vulnerable um for a narcissist past vulnerability a lot of times is is fake and a lot of times it's meant to be able to get people's empathy and so for me i view honesty 2.0 being the vulnerability like in the moment mm-hmm. you know being vulnerable about how I feel or how I interact and I would say I'm doing better on that but I'm definitely not I definitely haven't arrived or anything like that because it's it's still it's very scary and very terrifying and there's aspects that you know sometimes I'll communicate stuff to you after I've already talked about it like in therapy Mm -hmm. you know so I've already had like I don't know almost like a sounding board of like Hey, here's me being vulnerable and then like we work through it and then I'm like, okay, now I can go talk to you and be vulnerable. Um, but there's also been back and forth where it's kind of been both ways.
0: Right. And I think the one thing too is like people listening in, they're probably going to ask like or be like, "Well, why are you still with him if he's not vulnerable?" And it's not it's not that he's not vulnerable or not vulnerable enough. It's just he is still working on himself. He's only he's only really been in therapy for like a it'd be two years in February of -hmm. 2023. So (laughs) he's still fairly new in his healing journey. Like while he has done a lot of healing because he's done a lot of work on different aspects as far as therapy and doing different things with, um, like just some self reflections and diving into his faith and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. Like there's still a lot more room for growth as well. And so I think that as long as I consistently see him trying to open up and that's, why i'm emphasizing being consistent and we've talked about this before is Mm -hmm. that consistent change and that consistent aspect it's not like he's just like half doing it he's consistently putting in a little bit more effort and each week i can tell that he's like even though it's uncomfortable for him he is trying to share a little bit more or trying to open up a little bit and test the waters to see if it is like safe and things like that because he's and it's
1: hard to build that trust on both our sides i mean perfect example literally is today yeah you know like i got up early and i'm working on you know going through and like stacking some stuff and i get to the place where i'm going through a specific topic that i'm like okay this is something i need to work on and then you wake up and you're like this is on my mind and it's literally the exact same topic
0: like i had a dream
1: about the topic that he was stacking about like you're like this is the exact same topic and in my mind it was like this is something that I was planning on talking to you on like date night. And in my mind I was like it'd be super easy just to wait until then. But I wanted to try to be vulnerable and establish a connection of like, hey, right. that's something that I was just thinking about and like processing too. But then it comes to like trust of like we don't have time to to sit down and talk through all this just because of stuff going on today. So it's like you have to trust that I'm gonna bring it up on date night right. and like I've also tried to step out there with a little bit of vulnerability of like, hey, this is actually something that I've been going through too in another way to kind of be accountable of like, hey, I want to be able to talk to you about this. Right. But like that was like a vulnerable moment that I know consciously went through my mind of like, I remember I got the text from you and I remember looking at it and being like, do I want to like say this now or say this then? And I was like, let me say it now, even if it... And, and I mean, for the first, like, couple of minutes, there's some, like, almost, like, tension. You know, there's some, like, worry in one sense right. Of, like... Right, just
0: because it it is, like, a... The thing that we were talking about was a little bit triggering, so right. it was... And without
1: us being able to have a, you know, an hour-long conversation or whatever, right. you know, it just wasn't very practical. But I was, like, I wanted to at least connect with you of, like, hey, this is something. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of leads into, like, one of the things, the question came out of, like, what do I do to try to work on being vulnerable and do that consistently? And a huge aspect of a lot of things that I do that's really changed my perspective and my engagement goes back to the Wake Up Warrior challenge that I did and then being a part of Wake Up Warrior because the stuff that I do every single day is me engaging with feelings and emotions, like all those icky things that otherwise if I didn't have that tool, I wouldn't engage with. Right. And so with Warrior there's an aspect that's called stacking that actually goes through your emotions, your feelings, the story you're telling yourself. And a lot of the stuff I work with clients is the same stuff. Like it's the same stuff, just sometimes smaller versions because they don't know the ins and outs of like Warrior. But those are what I do on a day to day basis. And so I had a a, a huge decision you know, a week or so ago that, you know, we were both talking and praying about. And for me, like I, I got up early and I stacked, you know, I ended up doing, I think it was like four stacks that day to be able to reach a conclusion of what I was processing, feeling and thinking. And then even like today, it was like three or four stacks today, Um, which I mean, a typical stack is like, like at least like 20 to 30 minutes is not really like super fast and, you know, sitting with it. So that, that helps because then from a stack, I can be like, Hey, let me, you know, copy a link and send it to you. And you're able to right. see what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. And oftentimes it can be a, a way either as like a check-in of like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what I'm thinking. Or it can be a way as a conversation starter too.
0: Yeah. And early on, especially when we were trying to like connect and like rebuild that vulnerability and that safety aspect to even um, attack, I shouldn't, attack is probably the wrong word, but handle conflict. Mm-hmm. If he would get upset at me, he would, like, just do a stack about it and send it to me. And sometimes it would be, like, very, like, frustrating because I'm, like, you're doing a stack about me? (laughs) Like, but at the same time, like, the questions that is answered, it gets into, like, different aspects of, like, what is the lie that he's telling me about this, like, conversation or argument that we're having? Like, what is the lie he's telling himself Mm -hmm. about that? And then what is, what is the conclusion and how can we come back together and, like, talk about it in a calm manner?
1: we've got like a, a very small like dumbed down version but a small version of that inside the narcat for people to actually process triggers you know that's the whole mm-hmm. idea of like dealing with the triggers and i kind of gave like a little heads up to some people that we're gonna eventually get hopefully those same tools the powerful tools the big ones in one sense um with just our platform and stuff like that down yeah. the road so super excited about that but that's a little bit on vulnerability but the uh, the crazy part is being vulnerable at times uh obviously is scary you know, but being vulnerable op- opens us up for sometimes hurt, frustration, and online especially, a lot of hate. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, needless to say, one of the one of the videos recently, at the time of this recording, recently on TikTok went a little viral, and that was me being vulnerable about um, supply, because people ask, like, what about, like, your previous supplies? Did your wife know the people that you cheated on with and I was like yes and like went into not a ton of detail but went into a little detail that you did know right you know four out of the five you knew personally and everybody came out of the woodwork I, I feel like I feel like at least like 50% of everybody who watched or more probably were brand new to the platform so they had no clue right. that like I've already talked about cheating on my wife I've already talked about this has been something confessed working through in therapy counseling like all this different stuff um but a lot of people came out of the woodwork and you know said a lot of mean comments about me um and
0: also just even about, also about me you. like yeah,
1: yeah like, and it's, it's crazy because people people want to see change you know there's a lot of people that they want to see you know their spouse their significant other like do the work be honest consistent and start changing but then when i start putting out there like hey this is what i'm doing they're like well screw you you should go to hell you know right. and then everybody also everybody also came at you, you know, being like, well, either you're a narcissist because you stayed with the narcissist or you're weak and you don't know your worth. And that's why you're still there. Um, you know, someone I think said like, you're doing a, you're doing the world of public service because you're taking care of this narcissist versus like letting me out in the, in the world. Um, but yeah, so I mean, talk a little bit about, I mean, it's vulnerable from my standpoint to put that out there because when I made that video, I did like pause of like, do I actually want to record this video and in, in this depth? And I was like, for me, I think that's the next level on my platform is being more transparent. Right. You know, not that I haven't been, but I mean, the, again, vulnerability is honestly C2.0. Yeah. Um, but from your perspective, because I think a lot of people would like to hear your perspective on hearing or seeing some of those comments and how that feels you know, either with me putting my vulnerability out there, or at times you putting vulnerability out there, even vicariously trusting me mm-hmm. as I put information out there. What are, what are yeah,
0: because also then we made one together, and people came for me <laughs> because mm-hmm. I was being sarcastic, and then they like came for the both of us, thinking that he was like hiding his platform and. Oh yeah,
1: you said oh yeah because I, did know cause you I had didn't because I didn't know you had
0: a platform like being <laughs> right. very sarcastic and. If you know me, you know that, I, like, I, I do, I am sarcastic at times, and mm-hmm. so I was just like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't have been sarcastic, like...
1: Nobody on TikTok <laughs> got it. Everybody else, I feel like all the other platforms got it, yeah. but TikTok was just, like...
0: I think maybe because it was already, like, that one video was such, like, so much hate, and then they just, like, saw that one. They were, like, blink three only times. only video, like, yeah. response, yeah. So, it was, like, it was very interesting, but... It's like I was, we were talking about this and I was telling Ben that these comments would have affected me so much differently a year to a year and a half ago. Like when he was first starting his platform, like for me, it was very exposing when he first started this, but I knew that it was something that God was calling him to do. So I had to also really pray about it of like, God, like what, like, obviously you're calling him to share his story, to help people or whatever it may be and like at the time we did not realize that it was going to take off like how it has and we're so incredibly grateful and thankful and I knew that he like that that's what the Lord was calling him to do and so I had to just trust that the Lord had a plan and so but it was still very exposing because it's like mm-hmm. you you're sharing your story with the world and. At that time, a lot of people didn't really know our story, right. even a lot of our close friends.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Where we didn't have like, we would tell them like more of an overview versus like the nitty gritty of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And so through that, I have grown. And then when we separated, I did a lot of like healing and like diving more into my faith and like just kind of like breaking out of that, like, bond of, like, feeling like we had to be, like, he was like an idol almost, and I've Mm -hmm. talked about this in a previous um, podcast as well, and so just breaking free of that, of knowing that this is a part of our story, and whether we stayed together or not, it would have always been a part of my story, Mm -hmm. and I shouldn't be ashamed of that because God has brought me through this for a specific reason. And so then fast forward to like this time last year, it would have still affected me because I actually had a platform trying to... On TikTok. Yeah, yeah, on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And one of my videos went viral. Like it was like probably like the third or the fourth video that I posted on TikTok. It went viral.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: on that specific video, it was like... um.
1: Decent it was a
0: decent amount of hate of, yeah. like, saying, I must be the narcissist. There was people even DMing me on my Instagram saying, why aren't you talking about your narcissism on, on this platform? Because you talk about it on TikTok. And I'm like, I'm not the narcissist. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not me. And so it kind of made me step back from that platform for a while. And then I just kept receiving so much hate of, like, He's not going to ever change. Like, you're just so trauma bonded. You're just this. You're just this. You're just this. And and people just projecting their feelings onto me. Basically and so,
1: calling you an idiot for being with me. Right. And
0: yeah. so at that point, because I was still, like, while I had done a lot of healing, I was still healing. I was basically, mm. like, though, it, this it's kind of like a gory... Um, way of thinking about it but it's like the womb was like scabbed over and so anything could easily like nick it and like reopen it Mm -hmm. and so it was like the womb needed to completely heal before I was ready to step up into that and so that is why we started this podcast because then I was like ready to be like okay I'm ready to take that next step in being vulnerable because obviously this podcast is being vulnerable it's exposing our relationship together and so, but you
1: don't see any hate and there's no right, exactly, that. exactly. Right. <laughs> so,
0: um, but at the same time, like, I know that in when he was reading off some of those comments, I I didn't go and I didn't look at every single one of those comments because some of, probably, some of them probably, yeah, sure. some of them probably would have gotten to me, but I was laughing pretty good. And on the ones that I made, like the TikToks that I made with him, I did look at them and I was just like, it was just comical because there was even somebody who was like, well, I don't understand why she needs to get why she needs to be in therapy or why she needs to work on yeah, herself. Yeah, he's the
1: one that cheated. If he's why the one, she the one, right? Like it was just <laughs> yeah.
0: some of the some of the comments were just like, "Really?" That like, was
1: the Instagram idiot.
0: Yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I'm like, why? Why yeah. would you? Why? But
1: yeah, but I mean, it, there's definitely a big aspect on on any platform of being vulnerable. You know, feels like uncomfortable because it's a big aspect of exposure. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we've been, you know, more exposed than normal on you know, social media and then also just in our regular life. So um, not too many people know, um, but we've actually transitioned, made a transition in our lives because our, uh, we were exposed as far as it's called doxing um, when someone actually puts your address out there in the public. Um, someone is actually doing that, um, canvassing, putting out letters and flyers and, you know, saying stuff about us and then also exposing our address and, you know, our names and, uh, our daughter and everything like that. So there's a yeah. huge aspect that- It's
0: one thing, it's kind of like the, it's like the mama bear and papa bear came out. It's one thing if you want to come after us, but when you come after our daughter, then it's like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're, we're done. So,
1: yeah, so, um, Uh, A long story short, we got to a place where we felt like our, you know, physical safety was under question. And so Mm -hmm. um, we had another another issue, another letter that showed up that we viewed as being too threatening to ignore. And so we turned around and rented a U-Haul. And 75 hours later, we were pulling out of our house with our entire house packed up.
0: And our house still on the market. <laughs>
1: yeah. So excessively crazy, excessively fast. And we're taking uh, much higher precautions as we move just because the nature of my job puts yes. us in the realms of working with a lot of survivors who deal with a lot of toxic people that sometimes can be not just narcissists, but psychopaths and sociopaths. So, right. um, yeah, this has next level stuff that we're being careful of. Anyways, talking about exposure, that was a huge part of exposure that. Um, now we're making a, a life transition um, to live in a different place and kind of moving on from there. So we wanted to give you that life update. I know that's yes. a little crazy and it's been very crazy and we're waiting for craziness to slow, slow down here yeah. um, in the next couple of months. months. Uh, but that kind of leads us to the fact of coming up on that craziness and then also the holidays coming up. Yeah, we um, have
0: Thanksgiving, yeah. Christmas and the New Year. New
1: Year's. Yep. So I wanted to announce we're actually going to be wrapping up this season
0: with this episode. Yep.
1: I know, tear surprise. Um but we're actually going to be wrapping it up so we're going to be 10 episodes in this first season, number 1. However, we are going to be coming back with season number 2, so don't fret. Yes. Um the cool thing is season number 2 is going to be coming back um sometime in January. I don't have a date for it, but it's coming back sometime in January. And it is also going to have video with it as well. So whether that means we actually do video on um, the podcast platform or we'll do video on YouTube and have the podcast, that'll be what we'll be looking at. But it'll actually be recorded on video so we can you can see our lovely faces yes. when we're messing up and bumbling over our words. <laughs> and then um, we're excited to announce, because Kayla's been talking about it for a little bit, um, but she's actually going to start joining me Um, At least once a month inside the NARC app to be able to answer specific questions and thoughts and things like that um, for people there who are going through their healing process and trying to work through different things. Um, Mm -hmm. She's a great resource as far as just her own healing journey and stuff that's transpired and that she's had to work through and she wants to be able to provide that resource to people there. Uh, We're not doing it public like everywhere else, just because again, we're still trying to be careful and figure out like a good rhythm of how we want to engage with you know the hate comments and stuff like that as we get used to it. And so the NARC app is a great way to be able to Mm -hmm. start building that confidence, but also provide as a resource. So um, typically we go live, um, technically, three weeks out of the month. Uh, the fourth one is our monthly coaching call, which is a Zoom call uh, all across the globe. And so one of those three three weeks in the month, um, she's gonna start going live with me and answering questions uh, on the live, uh, answering questions people can write in and ask different questions inside the NARC app. So if that's something you're interested in and want to be able to see that uh, coming up here, that's going to be in mid-December.
0: Yeah, because um, we still have, we have vacations and then we're still moving in the right. moving process. Yeah, like so all that. that's so- going to be
1: mid-December that's going to start. So. In a month, um, she'll be on the NARC app, and we'll announce that inside the NARC app of when that's happening. Mm -hmm. If you don't know anything about the NARC app, it stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, and you can get access to it and also see what all is involved in it if you go to narcapp.com. I'll see about putting the link in the episode uh, bio as well. But anyways, that's what we got today. Thank you all for hanging out and also the life update that put us a little bit longer than normal.
0: And and also... Like, as we wrap this up, you can we'll still be posting on our social media platforms throughout the next couple months. So, if you guys want to keep up with us there, I have a YouTube channel Mm -hmm. that's more lifestyle, like vlogs. So, it's not about narcissism. So, if you want to see our day to day life or what we're up to in the next couple months, then
1: yeah, then check that out because it'll be that'll be good for sure. And then um, we'll be back in January with videos and also us going live on us going podcast yes. not live live inside the app <laughs> next month and then january podcast with video so, so hope we'll see you guys then yeah happy, happy holidays. holidays
0: hope you guys have a good safe holiday as well and we'll see you guys in the new year